This is the Swine Before Pearls podcast with Joel and Trent. Do, 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 do. Hey, <laughs> welcome, welcome to uh, Swine Before Pearls Pig Show. Uh, it's the show where we go over the greatest works of art ever made. We have mugs now. We have mugs. Huzzah! Thank you, Quinn and Emily, shill, for my birthday present. Chill our brand. Got a little uh, Spotify track on it. Yeah, it's not really for sale, um, but you could make your own because Quinn and Emily made one. Could you imagine? I think this would actually be a pretty cool thing to have in your house, just an obscure podcast mug. Ooh, you know? yeah. Um, if you pay me $60, I will get you one of these mugs. Yeah, start, start donating so yeah. we can make you buy more. You have to find me in person and give me the money in an envelope. Show more money to us. Okay. Well, anyway, we are starting a new episode, and you know we we're we're messing with the format. Yep. We're being a little silly, a little goofy, if you will. We're goofy guys. A little strange, if you won't. Ooh. Why wouldn't I? It's wild summer. All right, but <laughs> this week. We're going for our most abstract concept yet for something that qualifies as the best work of art. Yeah. So this is the um, worst 90s band's best album. And I want to talk a bit about how we got to Go for this. it. Okay. I have it in my notes here. I took notes this week. I'm Lame. A, yeah. Yeah. Feel bad, Joel. It's like somebody wants to be successful in this venture. Yep. And it's you. <laughs> okay, let's get started. So, uh, it was Creed was voted as the worst band of the '90s by a Rolling Stones poll. Yeah, and we were actually looking for the worst band of all time, but this article popped up first, so we went with it. Um, and uh, so this isn't us necessarily. We haven't expressed our opinion, but this isn't us necessarily yet saying that. Creed is the worst 90s band. I don't have an opinion. But um, there there are a lot of reasons why people don't like Creed. Um, they were... Drug addicts. They were drug addicts. Mostly Scott Stapp. And, uh, and the they had They had a concert that was so bad yeah, that the fans tried to sue. Wasn't that the Chicago concert? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And... Uh, it also listed that uh, there were some compromising photos that the lead singer Scott Stapp took with Chris Rock. Mm. And Chris Rock wasn't embarrassed about the compromising photos just in general as much as he was just embarrassed to be in any photo with Scott Stapp. That's kind of harsh. Yeah. So pretty rough. But then, then we said we're looking for the best art. So we wanted the best album by the worst, worst band. Worst band. And so we went to classicrockhistory.com. Mm. We we did a little typing, a little, little searching. A little hacking. I actually went to Google and found this. The first result. And so we got Creed albums ranked. And the best Creed album is Weathered. And that's what we're talking about today. Yep. So it does bring out an interesting <sighs> dynamic. Yeah, the the overall dynamic of the worst worst band best album. Yeah, so yeah, there's quality, but there's also 
Maybe not quality. I mean, like, what constitutes a bad band? I I was I was really going into this. I have I have a little bit of a theory, right? Okay. So, I think. Do you know what the uncanny uncanny valley is? Kind of. Okay. So, when like a depiction of a human uh-huh. gets more and more realistic, yeah. our brains like it better. Yeah. Until a certain point where our brains are like, that is very realistic, but not realistic enough. And then our brains just hate it. Yeah. It just like goes down. We despise it. It looks ugly. It's terrifying. But then it gets better, more realistic. Okay. So what I what I think is going on with this band is the same thing can happen with art, right? So as art gets better, you can enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. But if it is aiming to be excellent, and it is not, but it's like, it's getting there. It starts dipping down and people hate it. That's what I think happens. So you think like, I can I can see that because I kind of always got the the I always got the vibe from Creed that they were trying to be too introspective and like pretentious. Yeah, you know, and that that's exactly how I feel about it. Honestly, like say literally anything about the band, and I'll agree with it. Yeah. Say say anything right now. Creed is a band. I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. Creed here. is absolutely a band, or at least was. <laughs> I I think they might have reformed, but they had a pretty short stint. That, yeah, they weren't they weren't knocking along t- for too long, and yeah, know, I mean they had a pretty short stint. They honestly. have almost no relevance today. Like, researching this episode, I did a lot of work finding stuff. Nobody talks about them anymore. Well, you know what? Creed, when I think of Creed, I think of laser tag. (laughs) I really do. Because I remember being, it was like mid-2000s. I was in some laser tag place as a kid, and they're playing Creed, you know? And it's cool. It's like, it's cool that they're playing Creed. But it's not cool because it's good. It's cool because, you know, it's kind of hard harder music and you think it's cool but um well that that was because of who you are you know i feel like creed i feel like creed is a lot like things in that 90s late 90s early 2000s era where it was very interesting for its time very novel but not very well remembered and short-lived like bedazzled jeans um you know britney spears no Britney Spears, she had, she had some some. Uh, there's just like there's not a lot of like the nostalgia for that time period. It's it's weird, but there's there's a vibe that I get listening to Creed that makes me feel like there's some dude in a leather jacket playing Halo Two in a basement. Yeah, and this is what he that's listens exactly to. Exactly what it feels like. And like even the letters on their art and the, and just just kind of the you know the really washed out look of like how the how the album art looks it just feels like this dude and he doesn't smell very good you know and 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 you don't really know what his thing is you can't tell if he's cool if he's a nerd and he's just kind of this raging pimple-faced halo 2 player and he's eating like papa john's very very important though is he's also a a big part of youth group culture yes in yes in all of my in all of my research for this like it didn't matter what song 
when I was looking up, what do people think about this song? Mm. There was always someone coming along and they were like, hey, I, I think this song is about Jesus. Jesus rocks, dude. <laughs> Jesus died for your sins. He's so cool. I could just see some dude coming up with like a soul patch and a, and a Creed shirt and just like walking up during like a, a dodgeball game in a church basement. And he's like, guys, just like Creed said, we need to follow Christ, you know? And then he gets mad at you and you like pull on his shirt. He's like, dude, that's my Creed shirt. I got that at a concert, Yeah, you know? And then he like, he, you know, he sees that Creed was addict. So he comes up with like his own addiction story. He's like, I was really addicted to playing Dungeons and Dragons. And then God saved me. And that's why I'm your youth group leader, guys. <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah, I think something else I noticed is, number one, there seems to be, like, a, a huge proponent of, um, like, Christian, Christian like, rock dudes. Yeah. But there there were also just a ton, tons of people just bashing on anybody who hates Creed. That was, like, they, they were super defensive about it. Uh, so they've got strong support on yeah. both sides of this issue. Yeah, you know, you know, there there are good people on both sides of the argument. There always is. It's a complex issue, like many things in our society. It's a complex issue with passionate people on both sides. You there know, there we go. We're creed centrists. We're creed centrists. This is the creed centrist podcast. I do think. I do think. Uh, oh, I, Stephen just let us know that creed shirts don't exist. I bet they do. I bet they're like bedazzled. They've got like rhinestones <laughs> on them, like a big cross and like an alien being crucified or something crazy. But I feel like I feel like now more than ever is probably a good time to hop onto the Creed bandwagon as, right. as a fan. Yeah, let's let's be Creed fans. I, so to open up my statement, I'm a Creed fan. Ooh, I that's spicy. Love that. I I listened to this and I and I was like, this is my jam. I'm I'm cool with this. I'm cool with a lot of, I'm cool with a lot of the lore surrounding this. And mind you, this came out like all the Bruh. controversy and stuff with this band and people hating on it. This was the time when people weren't liking Star Wars Episode One. Mm. And it's, we can't trust those people. It's but hurt people in 2001. Who are just beginning to, um, you know, just beginning to understand what things are, and so I think, I think now more than ever is a good time to be a, a strong Creed supporter. There we go. We are we are going to be the number one Creed fans in the world. What what what, what do you? Th before we get into the album, right. you're. What do you think? Are you a are you a Creed fan now? So here's what happened. Um, when I first listened to this album. My my thoughts were like, this is this is not for me. But I was listening to the car, and I was like, why don't I like this? There are there are a lot of elements that I would normally like. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Then I was like, it's the vocals. They're not for me. So I started I started making fun of them, and I would I would do like, look at me, and like when you are with me, mm. and then. As I made fun of it, I ended up getting it. Yeah, I I started I started just like cracking up, and I think like getting that hit of dopamine made mm -hmm. me positively associate the songs with 
that enjoyment with yeah. that fun. And I was like, I love this. I love this album. Yeah. It's great. It's great. It's fun. It's great. It's 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 edgy. It it's edgy when it doesn't have to be edgy. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's it's that kid who takes himself too seriously. And there there's something endearing about that. Because at the end of the day, you kind of want to just take him under your wing and help him be a little happier and you enjoy it too at the same time. And it's like, you know, here's the thing that Here's the thing that kind of irks me about the hate on greed. All right. From my lens, these guys were just these guys were just having a tough time. You know? Like Scott Stapp, man, like that's it's just sad, you yeah, know? It's it it's it's hard it's hard when you're, you know, an alcoholic and you're in the the, the spotlight and you're just hated and you know, and nothing's making sense, and you've got band members going to rehab, and like, it's just a big mess, and you're just trying to find your place there. Like, it's 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 a tough world out there. And part of me, when I was listening to it, it's like I felt sympathy in the in the music because it's like this misunderstood cry for help, and the and like trying to do something genuine, but it's not being understood well yeah. you know what i mean i i think that's really where the big like disconnect is is i did a lot of research on the lyrics and i really like some of the ideas in here mm-hmm. um i also really don't like how some of them are executed sure um like i uh wh- which one is it it's uh it's the big <laughs> popular one uh, my sacrifice yeah the the song from what i can tell is about like coming to terms with yourself yeah. almost so uh he was struggling with drug usage and you know trying to go sober mm-hmm. and when he when he found his sober self it was like reaching back to an old friend yeah and that really shows in the music video where he's like lifting himself up out of the water mm-hmm. the problem is even as I'm listening to the song, with that knowledge of things he directly said about the song, mm-hmm. I still hear lyrics that I'm like, that, that doesn't make any sense with this interpretation. Yeah. And that happens all the time in this album, and it's really, it's really frustrating. Yeah. Well, something I was thinking about when listening to this was, what if these guys weren't making music in the 90s? What? what what if what if this album what if this band what if this was produced in the 70s or like now you know with with the songwriting capabilities you know how things are structured you know what i mean like would that change the result with the same sort of heartfeltness of what they were trying to do with the music and just make like like think about the music in the 90s it, or, or like late 90s early 2000s you've got crazy frog you know, you got blue, da ba dee da ba die. You know, you've got music like that that it's just, it's really in its own time period, and they were kind of in that. I feel like in the that era, people didn't necessarily know what they were doing with music, if that makes sense. It was and, a lost time. And I'm wondering if they had just done it in a different time period, if it would have come out with the same 
intent and heartfeltness that they wanted to put in that music if it came out differently. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something I thought about a lot when I was listening to this is like, this would be so much better if this came out in like 2014 and had a different staff behind it. Hmm. Like different, different production crew, like different production crew, you know, different musical knowledge of how, you know, to make things sound a little bit better, maybe some extra people to come in and be like, Hey, like maybe write this instead of this. And you're still saying your, your piece, but you're, you know, making it more coherent in songs like the one you were just talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that's what, that's <laughs> kind of the conclusion I started to come to. I didn't think about it in terms of like a different time, mm. but I thought with a few more revisions to the lyrics, I think that these songs could really be going places. Yeah. Uh, another one that kind of bothers me I'm just I'm just on the hate train. Maybe I you know what? Before I get on the hate train again, I'm gonna find something that I love. Maybe you hate Creed. Maybe I hate Creed. Maybe I hate you. Ooh. <laughs> you know, that's fair, because I'm a Creed hater. Uh but Lullaby at the end, mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very sweet, heartfelt song. Yeah. Makes me feel good. Yeah. Um it's and it's a like you can't hate on someone writing a letter to their son mm-hmm. and just like saying Hey, like here's here's my advice to you. Here's everything I've seen. Uh, here's here's what I want. Yeah, that's that's really sweet. I like that. Okay, now I'm now I'm gonna go back to the hate. That's train. it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's yeah. all the good stuff he that's, has. Oh, I got I got more good stuff. <laughs> but uh, whoa, what's what's that one with the chant at the beginning? You know, um, it's like, he. Oh, it's who's got my back. Yeah. Okay. So. Who's Got My Back is supposed to be about, like, Scott Stapp reconnecting with his uh, Native American heritage Mm -hmm. and uh, just, like, sympathizing with their pain. Yeah. Do you get that? No. No, you don't get that vibe. What's it sound like to you? I don't know. It sounds like like a weird battle. Yeah. I can't really describe it. It's just general angst, like, yeah, like, oh, I have no friends. Nobody cares about me. I've been betrayed. But it's it's kind of about how like God looked down on the way that we treated Native Americans and was not exactly thrilled. Yeah, and that's where I think it gets a little pretentious. Yeah. That's that's kind of a over. It's a bit of a tough topic to tackle in a creed song yeah and the interesting thing about this one specifically is there's another 90s christian band that i like a lot that covers the same material but way better in my opinion what's that it's a five iron frenzy huh uh i i love them because they're a colorado-based band and it's like very in their music when i hear my own state my dopamine cells just Colorado. <laughs> that is the location in which I live. Yes, but like, there's two songs they wrote about like how the United States treated Native Americans, and one is like a massacre, or like it tells the story of a massacre, and the other one is just like it talks about how people used their faith to, um to justify cruelty and in both cases 
um, it like paints a really bleak picture and you get it. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, like, it, it goes into very specific details. Where this one, unless, like, without the chance in it, there's no way of knowing this is about Native Americans. I didn't really know. Yeah. <laughs> and why would you? I Yeah, it's like, I had no idea that that was what that song was about. So it's like, that's not something at all that I picked up from it. And I bet he's like, I mean, I love Scott, but I bet he's like 5% or something. Yeah. Uh, according to my research, his grandparents were Native American. That makes him like, I don't know, like a cool 15, 25. Yeah. But, all right, back on a positive note. It, the, you know, I'm not always down with the lyrics, but Bullets is so fun. I like Bullets. Bullets is a great song. Bull- Bullets is my favorite song. It might be. It, it reminds me of, like, the Doom soundtrack. Yeah. You know, you're just running around ripping the heads off of demons. It's great. It's angsty. It's it's the right amount of angst. It it doesn't have a lot of words. The words don't necessarily make a lot of sense. You know, it's just it's just there. It's just raw. Yeah. Eight string guitar is a fast track to my heart. Yeah. I I love me some eight string guitar. I just oh, man, it's just it's just it's like a it's like a good fight. You know, it's a good fight. It just makes you feel good. It just makes you makes you want to go run into a wall. Look at me. Look at me. Okay, but Steven, do you have the music video ready? Okay, Steven's pulling up the music video. This music video big, is life-changing. Big fan of the Bullets okay. music video. I think that enhanced my experience. And this just, I keep talking about the era of when this music was made. And that's what this music video is. It is this era. It is discovering how cgi works yeah it's, so they they hired the people who made twisted metal actually to do this really yeah and apparently they like blew a ton of money at it and the song ended up flopping but this this music video it is it is something else it it it's different it's great dude. when 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 we pull it up sorry audio only listeners uh you guys will just have to suffer but, uh, you can look it up on YouTube yeah. well, if you're audio I'll, only. I'll, I'll do some live descriptions. So there's like there's like an eagle flying by, or is that a crow? Oh, wait. Steven's giving oh, Steven's... you aggressive hand signals. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. You wait. You wait uh, like the dog you are. Dang it! I was really excited. I'm am just so excited to talk about this video. It's a great video. It really just you know, it's like bionicles. <laughs> you know, it gives off big it, bionicles. It's like bionicles. That's, no wonder you like this. I was like, I was like, you know what this is? This is bionicles. This all all great stories. It, it just feel it's got that feel. I just want to like pose with it. You know? <laughs> just poseable interlocking Lego figures. Uh, did you see the thumbnail I started working on for this video? No. Oh. Uh, Does uh, it have a bionicle in it? No, it's it's our ten year old selves with the with the LARPing swords. Oh yeah. And uh in front of this video. I wonder where that video of ourselves ever ended up. Which ones? The or that video that we made when we were little kiddo, kiddos with the, the swords. Did we did we make a full video with We them? made a video. Okay, because I remember the picture and we, we have it on Facebook. With it too. It all right, was, all right, here it comes. Is is Stephen bringing it up while we wait? 
We're learning how technology works. I think they shoot because they're warmer. But I think, anyway, the fascinating part about this song. Oh, wait, is it coming up? Is that it? Okay, great. So we can talk about it. Yeah, so there's like a bird flying around. I don't know how I'm going to see it anymore. Birds uh, maybe, flying. Maybe it's high. not meant to. Okay. Yeah. And Scott Stapp, he's he's animated in CGI with a sword, and he's flying around with like these dark angel wings. And there's a demon, and they're just like giving it's each very, other eyes. It, it's very symbolic, you know. It's very Christian. It's very. I would show this in my youth group. <laughs> you know, I'd be, I'd be like, so in this scenario, Scott Stapp is basically like, I don't know. Us, us in the in, in the, the struggle walk. in the Christian walk in the struggle against sin and the demons are the atheist haters. Who are you going to be? Are you going to be an atheist hater? Or are you going to be like Scott Stapp? And are you going to be so intoxicated on stage in <laughs> Chicago that people sue you? That'd be great. Boy, what a rough for a rock star. That's really rough, man. That is brutal. Unless, unless their main demographic was Christian people, then I don't think you want your, uh, I don't think you want your your hero to be intoxicated on stage. Mm, that's true. That's that, not that the might vibe. have been why they sued. That makes a lot more sense because yeah. I'm thinking like if you're like a rock band, why would you, why would you sue somebody? Why would you get sued for being drunk on stage? Yeah, I, the lawsuit didn't really pan out for the for the plaintiffs. For the people. For the people. The people versus Scott Stapp. It's so stupid that you can just do a lawsuit on anybody, and it doesn't have to go anywhere, but it can be shown that you're suing somebody, and that in itself is, like, harmful. Yeah, you ever think that's about true. Because, that? I mean, the lawsuit did further damage his reputation anyway. Even though he didn't even have to do anything with the lawsuit, just the fact that somebody was like, I'm going to sue this guy. Dude, poor it, Scott's dad. Dude, he man. he ended up in a rough spot. Do you know what happened to him after? Yeah, he like didn't he like OD on Percocet or something or like probably, but like he he was in one of those situations where other people had control of his estate and were like stealing his money. That was another big two thousands thing. That yeah, I think people were doing was that estate deal. Yeah, so like Britney Spears, Scott Stapp on the same level. So people were stealing his money? Yeah, so he's he's like broke, broke. Where is he at nowadays? I, I think he's kind of recovered and he's trying to do music again and he's like he's like kind of had like low to middling success. Like solo artist stuff. Yeah. I hope he's sober. I think he is. That's sick. Good on you. Uh, Dude, he looks so old. Dude, yeah. He's, but that's like a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's 48. Even even Jesus has to age a little He's bit. He's 48, yeah. but guess what? You know, a, a life of a life, a life of, of drugs. A life of drugs and alcohol, it it takes a it takes a toll on you, you know? It really does. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what song I like is uh One Last Breath. You know, I think I think it it starts going up past that uh uncanny valley a little yeah. bit for me. That's a good one. Yeah. What? Oh. It 
Uh, Joel's, Joel's having microphone struggles today. All right, all right. We back in business? We back yeah. in business? Are you sad? I'm not sad. I just don't care about the microphone that much. Um, fun thing about Scott Stapp, by the way, I'm uh, interjecting here. Oh, yeah? He wrote a song for the Passion of the Christ. Oh, he songs. did? Scott Stapp's dad? Scott Stapp did. Oh, he did. Interesting. Yeah. Well, he, you know, he always kind of like almost interposed himself as Jesus. He, he would like, he would always, he would always pose like this. Yeah. He was very everything. Chris Angel-esque Christ figure. That was another thing in the 2000s. That was like a big thing was like edgy dudes with long hair and tattoos were like, I'm like, I'm like a modern day Jesus. Look at you. You're you're on your way. You could be a modern day 90s Jesus. No, I don't want to. No. <laughs> you just you got to get a you got to get on drugs. You got to make music. I don't think I have to do drugs. You have to. If you want to if you want to be Jack um, says his wife looks worse. Let me check out okay. his wife. Man. Um yeah. Did we ever get this video on? Yeah, it was playing. It was playing. Did people get to see it? People got to see the video. Okay. And it's amazing. Yeah. Go watch it. Okay, if you're watching the video Go and you're not like it. you're not just like at work doing work listening to us, pull up pull up the video right now. Just pause this video. Or if you're at work. Yeah. Or if you're at work, stop what you're doing at work and watch that music video in its entirety. Because it's the it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um and I've had a lot of good things happen to me. Like one time one time I found twenty dollars in my pocket. That's not bad. Yeah. Way, way exceeds the twenty dollars in my pocket, dude. Poor Scott. Poor Scott. Rest in peace, Scott. He had a good life. A lot. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Let me just double check that. Right no, there. he's he's probably still alive, unless something has changed in between me researching the video. No, I think and... he's still. Um, but yes, you were talking about one one last breath. No, I, one last breath. I I feel like. You you can get the idea of what he's saying, mm-hmm. and there's there's some cute word play, and it it's like really, it's it's still pretentious, but it's about material that's a little more okay yeah. to be pretentious about. Isn't all music pretentious at some point? That's true. <laughs> isn't isn't all art pretentious? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like like imagine. Imagine you like made a made a podcast and it was about uh two dudes talking about art that's way above their head level. I think art and then you and yeah. then you called that podcast art yeah. indirectly. I think our our podcast is the epitome of pretentiousness. Yeah, it really is. We're so high off our own stuff. Yeah. We had that we had that one hater who uh told me that we thought we were smart but we weren't. I think that literally describes us, though. Yeah. I don't think we ever claimed to be smart. No, the, the title of the show literally implies that we're dumb. I think that I think I think our title needs to be a little bit more on the nose. Yeah. Two idiots. <laughs> Two idiots. Please leave us alone if you are expecting intelligent things. opinions. Oh man, you got any good other good takes on on credence? Any good takes? Okay. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what else is all right? The it's it's right right in that weird zone mm-hmm. is uh don't stop dancing. 
Yeah. Because it's like, if you if you tell me that this is this is a great, incredible song that is like about overcoming hardship and leaning into um, the good parts of life, I'm like, yes, I am all with you, 100%. I agree. If you tell me, you know what? This song's pretentious and it sucks and it pretends to say a lot more than it does and it's kind of cliche. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But then you come back and you say, but it's got such a heartfelt, such a heartfelt message. It's meaningful. Mm. Don't you care about the children? I'm like, yes, I care about the children. Who are these children that keep getting brought up in music? It's like, but the children. The general children. The, the children in general. The just just children. We got to save them. Hey, if you're if you're under eight years old and you're listening to this episode, you start dancing right now and don't stop. <laughs> okay. Um, but I think I think what you said though about don't stop dancing is just kind of true for this whole it's it's all pretentious. And it's just a matter of, like, how do you want to take it and how it comes off? You know, is it heartfelt pretentious, like, from a good place but just not executed well? Or is it just pretentious pretentious, you know? And I think that's the great question of this album, you know? Because it kind of just teeters on that scale. Yeah, it's how much are you willing to suspend that part of you that, like, cringes? Yeah. Suspension of cringe, if you will. Yeah, it's like it's like going to a play, yeah. right? It's like going to a play, and there's a really there's a actor, a very committed actor, to to his part, right? And to him, this part is so deep, so complex, and you watch him perform with all his vigor, and sometimes it's too much vigor, right? Sometimes it's yeah. too much dedication to the role, and you kind of see through it as kind of being a little bit phony, and then. It's like, is it, is it phony but still good, or is it phony but is it cringe? And I think that's basically this album, you know? Yeah. I don't think there's a middling. It's you know, one or the other. And maybe, maybe that's okay, because there are, there are a, a lot of people <laughs> who loved this album. Yeah. And if you, if you don't like it, there's plenty of other music out there for you. Well, let's take, okay, let's take with our new metric. All right. Weathering. The song Weathering. Weathering. Weathered. Weathered. Yeah. Weathering with you. I was thinking of a of an anime. <laughs> um but weathered. You have where where do you put it on the scale? Ooh. Oh, it's 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 really close to that tipping point. Yeah. I th- I think it's I think it's leaning positive. <laughs> yeah. But it's on that tipping point, man. It's like right there, you know, and it's it's so interesting. Oh man. Yeah. It is it is it, uh you know, we've listened to a decent amount of music personally and, and for this podcast, and I don't think we've quite run into something quite like Creed. No. And I think in a way that's what makes it special because it's not it's not something you can necessarily put a stamp on and say this is good or this is bad. You know, it's very it's very fluid. Yeah, it is it is what it is. And um you know, there you you kinda if you're if you're willing to put yourself in the right shoes, there is stuff you can take out of it. Yeah. Um to the point where I actually I actually had like this big realization about myself through this music. Mm. 
because uh, with my sacrifice, like him talking about reconnecting with his old self, mm-hmm. even though even though I think he kind of communicates that poorly. Yeah. When I got it, when I got what he was trying to say, I was like, oh, like there's some of that in me too because I was kind of getting into this phase where I was in my head and I kind of stopped believing in myself. Mm. And I I remember I I used to be on top of the world, right? Yeah. Like I I had everything going for me. I had a job that I thought was super cool. I I was like dating this girl that I thought was incredible and um like everyone was saying Trent, you're awesome. You're doing all these great things. You yeah. are you are incredible. And then all of a sudden when I lost all of that, like it was it was okay, I need to I need to figure out how to rebuild and once I find once all the dust settled, I started feeling this emptiness in myself like man, there back then I used to think I was I was incredible. Mm-hmm. Now I'm over here. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah. I've I've lost so much that uh like I can't I can't feel incredible anymore. And I remember what it feels like to feel like a god. And you'll never feel like that I'll again. I'll never feel like that again. That's how I felt. Yeah. And I needed to kind of reevaluate and retake my self-confidence and say like, Hey, like that, you know, you've learned a lot since you were that person, but you still have all those good things and Mm -hmm. you need to relearn what you like about yourself essentially. Well, and that, that self-confidence, that's a, that's a day-to-day thing. You know, it's like, I think we can idealize parts of our lives where we thought we had it all together you know, and it's kind of like this thin facade. Like, yes, it feels like you had it all together, but like it's all being held up on like toothpicks. Yeah. You know, and it, and you look back at it and you're like, because I do this a lot too. I look back and it was like, you know, man, life now, life then, I used to be a rock star. I used to be a king. I used to, you know, I used to do this. I used to feel this way. And now I don't feel this way. You know, life isn't sexy anymore. You know, that's how it feels sometimes. It's like, it's just the day to day. And, you know, I'm not confident. But at the same time, it's a daily process that you grow into, right? And um, just because everything smells a little differently now, it doesn't have to be a bad smell, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like when, I, when, I, when we got COVID, I lost my smell you know, and my smell is starting to come back and things smell different, but it's like, do I either lament that I can't smell things the same way or do I try to smell them in the new way that I understand them now, Hmm. you know? Yeah. But anyway, the point is that song like helped me on an emotional journey where it's like, okay, I'm going to take things seriously. I'm going to start retaking control of my life and like reconnect with the person I used to be with the lessons I've learned. Yeah. And, you know, even a poorly executed song still did that for me. And that's great. Yeah, I think it does its job. So, you know, I think... uh, I think he had some wisdom to tell. Yeah. And that's the thing... That's the thing about a dude who's in the throes of where he was, like... I think 
Scott Stapp was like getting near to his rock bottom years. You know what I mean? And so there's some very interesting stuff that I think can come out of that, those rock bottom times, you know, that aren't fully fleshed, but can mean a lot to people if they're looking at it like you're looking at it, yeah. you know? And I think that's, that, that's kind of the interesting part of some of this music. And may, maybe that, that rock bottom kind of creates the, the sort of in, in, unintelligible and yet still having wisdom uh, sense that there is. Yeah. Because I, I remember when you were at your rock bottom. Yeah. Like you were, you were hitting huge milestones and breaking points in yourself and you were like, I just figured this out. And you would say it to me. And I'd be like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, great job, buddy. You figured you figured out so much. And I had no idea what oh, you were dude. saying. I remember that. That was like that was in that was like last year. And I, I remember I was on the verge of like a psychotic break, if not in the midst of one. Like I don't I don't remember in my entire life being that mentally unwell that I couldn't string together a thought that made me feel good. You know, like it was just this big black cloud in my head. And I remember when you had come over and we were sitting in the basement and it was snowing and we were playing Castle Crashers. And I had this like revelation about trees or something, you know, and like how trees are like life. And I was just like, I think for like probably 30 minutes, I talked straight at you just verbally vomiting what the meaning of moss is or something. And it's just, it's just, it's kooky talk. And that's how you are, you know? That's how you are in the throes of your life going downhill is you're mentally breaking. But there's, like, some decent things in that kooky talk because that's, like, the last little bit of part of you is trying to claw out and say yeah. something decent. Right. I've, I've, got a, I've got a gamer analogy for you, okay? Okay. So um, I'm, I'm outing myself right now as the biggest nerd alive. But um, in college, I... I played in Smash Bros tournaments and I took it I took it seriously man. Mm -hmm. And some something that a friend of mine told me who he was like helping me get better was like yeah, sometimes as you get better, you'll feel like you're getting worse. Mm. Um because you're you're mixing your bad habits or you're mixing your good habits with your old bad habits that you had. Mm. So as you start transitioning from a mess to a better place you need to have like all these messy thoughts mm -hmm. and like disambiguations in order to actually uh, come to something meaningful and get to a better spot yeah does that make sense no that makes a thousand percent sense yeah and i think in a way that's what this album is it, it's a it's a messy it's a messy exploration of a person yeah, really is. Which, you know, you, I've heard an interesting analysis of like Tommy Wiseau's The Room, mm -hmm. where like everybody knows it's a bad piece of art. Yeah, but the it actually says a lot. Not not what Tommy Wiseau was trying to get across, but it says a lot about Tommy Wiseau his himself as a person, as a yeah. person, and you can see his worldview and his ideas in ways that he never intended to communicate, but mm -hmm. they are there clear as day. Yeah. And uh, I feel like the, the mess that's in here 
um, the good and the bad is all a reflection of who Scott Staff is. Yeah, well, and I think at the end of the day, that's what I saw in this album was was a story of like addiction and wa- wanting recovery, you know. And I think that's that's part of why this uh, this album spoke pretty well to me, you know. And I had sympathy for Creed and. Scott Stapp, you know, it wasn't like, oh, bad band from 2000s, they, they sing weird, and it's just like this easy dunk instead of kind of, you know, it's like Star Wars. It's like Star Wars Episode One. It's like, you can just dunk on this and say the same thing everyone else has been saying, or you can try to look at what this is for what it is and what this person was trying to create. Like, same thing, I, I know I'm drawing a lot of comparisons to Star Wars Episode 1, <laughs> but they came out in the same year, but it's the same thing with like The Room Episode 1. You're more looking at the person, a reflection of the person creating it. Like Star Wars Episode 1 just was showing George Lucas's capacity to want to world build and create this very elaborate story, but him being surrounded by yes men and not having enough restraint and direction to make something that was really clear. And same thing with the room. It's like there's this lack of restraint. There's this lack of being told no or or having some some guardrails to make a really good product. And that's kind of what I said at the start was if this had come out more now in these times and Scott Stapp actually had like a staff around him to help, maybe it wouldn't have been the way it came out. But it did come out and it's kind of raw and you got to kind of figure out what you want from it but it all it all connects it all yeah. makes sense and i think i think this album makes sense not in the actual content but in the overarching themes so yeah and when when you allow yourself to not get caught up in like oh this doesn't this doesn't make sense as a piece of the whole this this lyric is not really what the song needs right now yeah it, when you take the vibes of the song it's like yeah there's there's a lot that i'm taking from it it just yeah. it just needs a little more work. Yeah. A little more work. You know maybe. what guys? Sometimes it's not a bad idea to have guardrails around your creative genius. You know? That's what Trent is for me. Yeah. I do the research and he, Joel he does, does the funny. He does all the work and I do the funny. And that's how it is. Yep. We're a team. Find yourself a Trent. Find find yourself a Trent. Ladies. Ladies. Next episode, speed dating. But it's just Trent and I. It's just just me and Joel. We should do Wait. like The Bachelor. The Bachelor with you and me? Yeah. The Bachelors? The Bachelors. Dad, we come as a pair. Oh, I think they're actually doing like a, a duo Bachelor thing right now. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> they just stole that idea? No, I just, I didn't really steal it. I guess it was just mixed up in there. That probably is where I got it from. But I was trying to be genuine about it. But All right. By the you way, know, no no idea is original. By the way, yeah. Um so you're on you you've been like put on this group dating app. Do you know about that? Oh, ship? Yeah. Yeah, I know about that. So I did some swiping oh, for you. Oh, you did some swiping for yeah, me. Thanks, when I was baby. hanging out with with your buddies. Oh, yeah. Um I got about 6 picks. Uh maybe swiped right on like two of them. Yeah. I don't think you need a nurse in your life right now. No nurses. I think that's a little bit too much of a slippery slope darn yeah yeah that that's tough i, I don't so think it, the nurse lifestyle is going to vibe with yeah. yours 
So you were you were hanging with Quinn and Emily, I gather. Yeah. Yeah. It all it's all coming together. Yeah. So you're welcome. Thank you. If you find your future wife, I was a part of it. <laughs> you were a part. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. Yeah. But anywho, um, I think we've pretty much said there all all there is to be said. I'm a big Creed fan. Yeah. I think it's cool to be a Creed fan. I think it is very cool to be a Creed fan. I'm more of a, a Creed enjoyer. That's fine. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. A fan. I oscillate. I blow around. I'm a fan. Whoa. No. I, I'm gonna pour my Creed in a wine cup and drink my Creed. Creed. Yeah. Mm. You know, I was kind of not expecting this episode to be a more serious one, but here we are. Yeah, I kind of honestly, I could, I kind of saw that this was going to be a more serious one. Oh, you did, because it, it wasn't, it didn't make sense to dunk on this, you know. Yeah. This wasn't like, this wasn't like, you know, Proust. It wasn't this unanimous like this is terrible, and let's just dunk on this. But we we also we also goofed on Sergeant Pepper's, which yeah. is good. We we like we like that album. We have variants. That's what we do. Yeah. We're we're variety. We you just, can't you can't pin us down. We just do whatever we feel like. Yeah, that's the point of having especially your own, Joel. How many times do I have to just tell you guys? This is the point of having your own show, is that you can do whatever you want. I'm really happy for you, Joel. You've you've yeah. achieved you've achieved everything you want. No media executive is going to tell me how to think. Stephen Stephen might try to rein you in a little bit. But we do, we he refuse can't. the guardrails. He can't. Guardrails are stupid. Yeah. I don't know why they're there. No, nobody wants guardrails. Art is never, never enhanced by guardrails. Was there guardrails when Mona Lisa painted the <laughs> Da Vinci Code? No. No. Absolutely not. Guardrails doesn't create good art. Art creates good art. So, well, that's all I got to say about Creed. Yep. That's all I have to say about that. Goodbye. I love you. I don't. Join us next week. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye-bye.